And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Here we are, episode 222 of the Constitutionals Podcast. Hey, I'm uh, multitasking over here. One thing I'm paid to be doing and one thing is this show. (laughs) Welcome back, 222. Like I just said, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I was going to come, I was singing a parody song of, uh, before I started the show. First of all, I got to turn on the, uh, timer. I was singing a parody song of, uh, Uptown Girl and I was just, uh, and I do this periodically. <laughs> I do this periodically where I sing a song, but I only choose one word or phrase in the song to repeat over and over again. So, uh, the part where he goes, uh, she's been living in a white bird world. I just, I glued, I glommed onto that and I said, uh, Town girl, she really wants some white bread now. You know, just things like that. It's not fun or funny, <laughs> but I enjoy it. I love it. White bread girl, she only eats white bread worlds. And she loves white bread. It's so good. <laughs> she eats it all the time and then she poops. And then it's just like that. It's just, uh, you know, when you live alone. <laughs> It's just things that you get into. Hey, listen, before I drop this episode today, the day the day that I'm recording it, <laughs> the, uh, before that, I dropped uh, an interview with Christian Finnegan. Very good interview. I don't know if the camera's off-center or not, but it probably is. It feels like it is. I uh, spoke to Christian Finnegan, very funny comedian, uh, and, uh, and about his new stand-up special, Show Your Work. You should definitely check it out. Also, check out the interview. It was shot and recorded at... He, uh, his wife owns a venue called QED Astoria. And uh, speaking of which, I got to see if this posted. I had I, have, I was just doing so much. My high school reunion this past weekend. And uh, I just and then, uh, and I, and then I, didn't, I didn't get a chance because I was working to record um, uh, this. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> This is a very interesting. Uh, uh, I, I mean, so I'm I'm loading up. This is a, this speaks a lot about my job, but I'm loading up a. Uh, a, a, a I load up Twitter to see if uh, the thing posted, and I see that. I probably shouldn't get into it because I don't think I'm illegally allowed to say anything. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there we go. Working, doing this at the same time. Uptown girl, uh, Perry. It's supposed to rain today. It's like a 30% chance of rain. I guess it's not happening. Reunion. All that stuff. All that stuff is happening. Let's get to it. And sweet baby Nova's sleeping. She really needs a friend. She has just been acting out for the past couple of days, week really. So let's get into this first thing. This comes from the Wall Street Journal. Written by, I almost forgot how the show works, Ruth Simon. And it's a feature piece talking about a movie theater, and I don't know why I'm mm, 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 you mm, 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 uh, called Imagine Woodhaven in Woodhaven, uh, Michigan. Um, I got scared. I said, mm, 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 mm. Oh no, mm, mm, mm. mummy, mm, mm, mm. movie theater, a movie theater in Woodhaven, Michigan. Uh, obviously, we know that movie theaters struggled during the pandemic. One of the businesses that we thought was going to fail not we that stupid people thought was going to fail 
analysts all over. We think the future is going to be watching people at home, watching movies at home, watching people at home. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I don't know about you guys. Uh, the TV I have, it, it, re- it hones in on a signal. It's like the Truman Show. and uh, I, I get to watch people. Anyway, so for twenty dollars during the week, between uh, twenty dollars and twenty five dollars in the weekend, you get to watch on weekend and evenings and other peak times. You get to watch a movie, but also get a wristband entitling you to unlimited popcorn, pizza, chicken tenders, soda, candy, or another special. That sounds like a good deal. Or you can just buy a regular ticket for you know twelve to eighteen dollars or however much that uh, they charge for that. It says 12 here, but I doubt that they would have a limited food for 20 up to 25 and, uh, and that you have to spend, you know, 12, you can spend $12 less than that. Uh, and uh, I saw this piece. I read the entire thing. This, like the moment I saw uh, it was posted and I thought this is a, it's a very good idea. But uh, the, the owner of the owner proprietor of the business, uh, John Goldstein, uh, discussed the ups and downs of doing something like that. And it did not do it did not play well for them on labor day weekend the 1500 tickets sold were half of mr goldstein's target and he said the theater lost roughly $15,000 a week since opening in july so starting friday instead of bundling the ticket and concessions he's revising his plan so that he will sell movie tickets and concessions separately the theater will offer an in an all-inclusive concession package of $12 for adults and $9 for children while selling popcorn and soda a la carte. Movie tickets will be 5 to $10 for adults. And, you know, there's no way around it. Uh, there's the, the only way these theaters can make money is by selling concessions and hiking up the price. That's why, that's why you have a small bag of popcorn for $8 or a large uh, uh, tub, is that what they call it? Tub of tub of popcorn it sounds like someone is dragging <laughs> no it sounds like someone's dribbling a basketball as they walk down the uh the highway here what's it called <laughs> hallway <laughs> um because if you don't know movie studios they charge uh a butt ton up to 60 percent for ticket sale revenue so if you own a local theater and and you have and you charge you know let's say ten dollars because I'm not good at percentage I'm not good at math but if you charge ten dollars for a ticket movie theater movie theater gets four dollars the studios get uh, six and so you're you're losing money so you have to make that back end up this is why I support my local theaters I don't care how much a ticket costs because if I'm choosing to go to a movie then, I mean I do care it needs to be under uh, at least twenty five dollars uh, like I said I'll go to, I'll go to a I have a what a landmark cinemas even though that was bought Anyway, it doesn't matter. I have arts, you know, those, those little arts theaters that play those indie movies that no one else will play. Cry Machacho. So we've so we've seen these before. Movie Pass did not work out, but that was a a, a a nationwide thing, and it was way too little money, and that was doomed to fail from the start. But I think if you're somebody who likes to go to the movies and you want to support likes to go to movies, wants to support your local theater, and then also has uh, interest in eating the food there. Like a good movie, like a what? A, a, movie, a movie theater hot dog's really good. AMC's got hot dogs. That's good. 
the popcorn is typically better than what you make at home, especially because of that flavor call, the type of powdered salt thing they put on their mixture. And the butter is just good. Uh, I don't drink sodas, but this I think this is a this is a great idea because if you pay what if I go to if I go to AMC right now and I want to see the new Dune movie. That's going to and it's and I want to see it in the in the big format. You know, the Dolby X Cinemas or whatever the heck it's called. That's going to cost $18 per ticket. I know cuz I've already looked at it. <laughs> and I have to Oh man, I have no work on Friday. I wonder if uh, I should go see that movie. Okay, anyway. <laughs> They're not open during the day, which sucks. Um but that costs $18. And then popcorn you know, who gets a small? I can't. I, I need a large. That's going to be like, what, another $10. And then uh, candy is 5 And then the water I sneak in. <laughs> or tea. Last time I saw, I saw, uh, I saw the new James Bond movie. Uh, I rode my bike. I live within a biking distance of uh, a, a big old AMC and the Landmark Arts Cinemas or whatever the heck it's called. And... Um, I, I bike over to I bike over to wherever it's most likely AMC. Uh, bike over to AMC and uh, take you know take this man-made trail called the Beltline. Bike right on over there. Lock up my bike outside the front. Have my book bag with me that has uh, if it's hot a towel, <laughs> true truly uh, a mask, hand sanitizer, uh, most likely snacks. I'm sneaking in, <laughs> which I know they probably think I like, of course I'm a guy walking with a backpack. <laughs> But I was like breathing heavy, so I'm like, <gasps> give me a ticket. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a very interesting piece, and seeing what uh, Mr. Goldstein is going through, and and like hearing it from the inside of the business, uh, really makes sense as to why he's doing this. Uh, and soon, you know, his his uh, you know because of this deal, so the so the the money he lost is slowly being made come back. Uh, the good news for Mr. Goldstein was that the per ticket revenues went up compared to the, with the period when he last operated the theater. So he's getting some money, not you know what he was making before, but and it's a good deal. People think it's a good deal, and I would I would personally spend twenty five dollars to go to a movie at Imagine in uh, Woodhaven, Imagine Woodhaven in uh, Woodhaven, Michigan. I like it. All right, let's move on to... Oh, boy, 10 minutes. Then. <laughs> let's move on to uh, The Verge, written by Emma Roth. The MLB may launch streaming service for local games. No cable TV required. So w- what we know here is that YouTube TV and Hulu with Live TV, these networks, these platforms, rather, have had giant issues with networks wanting essentially more money so that they can provide their uh, bundle of networks on this live TV platform because nobody wants to do cable. But that would require these live TV platforms to have to raise their prices closer to cable tiers, which is the big issue. Uh, And, you know, it's obviously, you know, we can say, yes, we're getting back to those to those numbers, but it's just going to be easier to leave as opposed to having to sign contracts and have equipment and stuff. but YouTube TV has shown, and especially in Hulu, both Hulu and YouTube TV, Hulu Live TV, let me let me differentiate that, have shown an exceptionally uh, uh, graceful attitude towards not wanting to raise their prices anymore. 
because they both used to be 40 and then YouTube TV jumped up to 50 or 55 and then you know they've both incrementally been adding on uh, and it's because of networks like um, networks uh, the, the companies like uh, Viacom CBS wanting to say hey we need if you're going on our channels then you have to add it's going to cost you you know 15 more dollars you know essentially we're basically paying another 15 dollars because you got youtube tv used to be 50 bucks i split it with a friend and uh man oh man it we were both paying 25 riding easy and now we're both paying like 32 and uh we're like man this is but we but we watch a lot of live tv so um so anyway uh that being said here in the south all the Fox, all the sports, Fox South, whatever, you know, those sports, local sports networks that used to be on YouTube TV were were removed because they just couldn't find an understanding. And it sounds callous, but, you know, it's basically one company wanting more money and one company not wanting to gouge what the more money than they're already gouging because uh, they understand it's $65 a lot. And so now we have these local networks maybe possibly wanting to offer and i say networks because it's not just mlb.tv they might pair up with the likes of the nba and the nhl both of whom already have national deals with warner and uh, disney walt disney but those are for nationally broadcasted games that's not local stuff and also, they already, all three of them, I don't know if NHL does, but both the NBA and MLB already have their own league passes for streaming that you can just buy on their own or go to Amazon channels or YouTube TV or what have you, whatever platform you want to use to subscribe. But again, this is just for local. So if I wanted to watch them here in Atlanta Hawks games, then the only way I could watch it is if they're on a nationally broadcasted game or if they're, I'm getting choked up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like there's something in my nose. Uh, they're on a nationally broadcasted game, like on Disney, on ESPN, or if they're on um, NBA, uh, on TNT, or if uh, 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 they're, yeah, that's it. <laughs> or if I go to a game. Uh, and if I, if I didn't have YouTube TV, then, you know, watch it on Fox Sports uh, on whatever platform that they're available on. So this new service could cost uh, between 10 to $20 per month. It would be, uh, it would be, it would be nice to have. It'd be, it'd be a cool thing to have. But it's just another, like this is just another supplement to MLB.tv, for instance, or NBA uh, League Pass. It's going to launch as early as 2023, and that's truly all we have. But it's, this is right now a theoretical idea that the MLB is, uh, MLB.tv is working on reportedly. Let's move on to this next thing. Speaking of sports, this comes from The Spun by Sports Illustrated. Matt. Aldilet report Disney considering spinning off at ESPN. So we've already seen a spinoff this year. It's Warner Media is being spun off uh, by AT and T uh, to merge with Discovery. These are reports cited by from Puck News on Friday afternoon. Disney considering a quote strategic rationale for spinning off ESPN. Now I'll read you the tweet here. That's from two sources with the knowledge. This is the tweet from Dylan Byers. Quote, there are now conversations happening regularly at Disney about whether or not to spin off ESPN. Uh, you know, by Bob Iger, Iger as I like to call him, 
uh, is very sentimental when it comes to, you know, want to keep things within the family. Um, that's, I mean, in large part, besides the money thing, the monetary uh, affect of it all and the building universe, that's why, you know, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is, is uh, was brought back over to Disney um, because of, uh, or brought over to Disney, rather, is because of, uh, you know, wanting to keep everything together. That's, you know, that's, Iger's a very good businessman because he thinks, while also thinking logically, he thinks with his heart. And, uh, you know, as we get deeper into the Chapek dynasty, I think, you know, I'm, I go, I go, you, I, I'm thinking more of along the lines of, man, I think Bob Iger, like, I'm getting kind of reminiscent of Bob Iger because he's, uh, he was very good at what he did. And that's also because he relied on people that are also good at what they do. Kevin Feige, uh, the people that run the networks, uh, and, uh, and, you know, so bringing in new blood, young blood too, a lot of the time. So, uh, but when it comes to Bob Chapek, he's a really, there's no, there's no sentimentality about him. He's just, he's just like, let's do this for the money. Cause, cause there, when he came from the business world, especially came from the business side of Disney, which is the parks, uh, which there is no place. There's no space for, uh, imagination, oddly enough. Because you, when you're when you're at Disney, when you're at Disney parks, you got to you got to stay in character. You have to things have to be a certain way, uh, and it's like this this family aspect, like this family business aspect, versus uh, over you know at Disney proper with the movies and the TV show, Disney Creative, as, as I'd probably like to call it. Um, there's a little bit more wiggle room to play and everything, but for you know for the day to day at a at a theme park. You got to make that money, that shmoney, as the people say, <laughs> as the people say. And so uh, from JPEG's eyes, and I don't know if this makes sense, but that's, you know, it makes sense for him to spin off ESPN into its uh, into a different type of uh, comp- company, I guess. I don't know. This kind of, uh, I'm going to quote this piece that logic stems from the belief that ESPN who is currently locked into several long-term TV deals, will have a tougher time transitioning into the streaming world than some of Disney's other partners like ABC, FX, Nat Geo. And I, I you know, as, and when I read this initially, I thought uh, that, that, that does make sense. But, you know, as I go in, as you think about it more, you look at ESPN+. Plus, um, I don't know what the, if there was red tape trying to bring it over to Hulu. Because uh, you can subscribe to, or you can watch ESPN Plus content via Hulu. Uh, yeah, I said that word. <laughs> the worst cuss word you could say. Um, whereas before, you can only watch it either via the TV app or via the the phone or mobile app. Um, and that was just a hassle to do. But, you know, as, I, as I'm further removed from it, I just... I mean, we already had what? Like, what's the the live thing? The live aspect? Yeah, I mean, obviously, streaming live sports is a contractual nightmare. But um, you know, going further into reruns or uh, dealing with um, uh, the, the the video on demand aspect, like the uh, Thirty for Thirties or the I was going to say the B Water documentary, <laughs> but that is Thirty for Thirty. Uh, the Thirty for Thirties or Peyton's thing or Kobe's show. Uh, that's that should be treated like any other sh- like any other uh, show, um, or any other property, I guess, any other project. It just doesn't make sense that uh, 
you know, I know the I know the streaming streaming a live sport sports thing like uh, Monday Night Football, it, it, you know, can cost you money or can earn you money, but um, or you lose money by not airing it. But it's you know, people are going to find a way to watch that regardless. And just because it's like even if it's on ABC, you know, you're still going to get the viewers versus. You know, if it's on or if it's on ESPN, you're still and, and someone subscribed via cable, you're still going to get the, the numbers regardless. You know, if I watch it on YouTube TV, which I would never watch a college uh, sporting thing, <laughs> they're, they're kids they're They need to go to college and learn. Um, so how many of them, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but if I but you're I but if I'm going to watch the Rose Bowl, I'm still going to I'm still going to watch it on YouTube TV. You're still going to get the viewers still going to get the money. You're still gonna, I'm still going to see the ads. You're going to get the ad dollars. It doesn't make sense to me. All right, let's move on. This next one, speaking of spinoffs, comes from Alex Sherman over at CNBC. Some top Warner Media execs never liked the name HBO Max. Discovery deal, the Discovery deal, will give them a chance to change it. The key points, and I love that CNBC does this because I don't have to go down. Uh, CEO Jason Keelar and a bunch of others never liked HBO Max. Now, I really, I think the name is good. I, th- I think. It it has the HBO moniker. It's not plus. It's just it's different. There's, you know how many pluses are there? Apple TV Plus, Paramount Plus. Like, I mean, I named two. <laughs> but <laughs> I like I like the idea that it sits in uh, in a world of its own. And what are they going to call it? HBO uh, streaming or something? I don't know. I probably going to turn that AT&T CEO John Stanky and then Warner Media Chairman Bob Greenblatt, who I believe was over at NBC uh, prior to this, named the service HBO Max to highlight the product's premium HBO content. But the service has a lot more non-HBO content than it did, such as shows like uh, Person of Interest, which I believe is, has been sitting on my list since day one, and uh, other things like Happy Endings, I believe, is on there as well. I might be wrong. It's on Hulu and Netflix now. Uh, also, I own three versions of the entire series. That is not a joke. I own digital, DVD, Blu-ray. <laughs> Merging with Discovery will uh, probably change the name. Um, and, and then we know at some point, we know next year, early next year, they're going to be dropping the HBO Max app and releasing a new version of it. And then, obviously, we're going to see at some point a uh, a mix of uh, 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 well, not a mix, but maybe a bundle of Discovery Plus and HBO Max. Do you remember when HBO Go was a thing and HBO Now was a thing? HBO Go was the cable login streaming for the cable, and then HBO Now was just the regular HBO subscription. And then HBO Max came out, and then they were like, "If you have HBO Go, you can use HBO Max. If you have HBO Now, you'll soon use HBO Max, but not yet. <laughs> you have to wait." Oh my gosh. I mean, I just, I don't know where the names could go. I think, I think Max is fine. Just nothing is perfect. It's Apple TV plus. That's stupid. I like some of the shows they have on there. All six of them. I like two of the six. No, they should keep, they should keep a limited amount of shows. You know, uh, I'll, I'll go off on a little tangent right here. I don't know if, Apple TV Plus is going to be what they need it to be. You know, setting aside a billion dollars and paying for shows like 
invasion and foundation which look amazing and they are well written and well crafted and uh just truthfully just they're, they're so well made um i don't know if this is this subscriber count is going to grow to the like paying subscribers as as much as they need uh and i think at some point they're going to start charging more than five dollars but i think five dollars for what you get the movies and shows you get over at apple tv plus uh, just astounding and they put out new stuff every like it's not at a pace of netflix where it's overwhelming and you're going to miss something and uh i think it's more like akin to how disney does it disney plus does a really good job of putting things out on a weekly basis and it's not too much i think weekly is the way to go that's how you know only murders in a building on hulu man that was a that was a good show to you know i don't know i don't know what days it came out because i usually watched it three days later <laughs> but or sometimes not at all uh but it's very it's very it was very fun to like to load up the app and go and see that splash page with only murders in the building that's why i th- i think hulu does it right still my favorite even though they move my stuff this next one comes from Variety, written by Todd Spangler. Spotify opens video podcasts to all creators on, quote, a rolling basis. So Spotify has been doing this push for podcasting for the past couple of years. They've gotten uh, Joe Rogan, who has video podcasts. They've gotten Armchair es- Expert um, with Dax Shepard and um, his second wife <laughs> slash assistant. I don't listen to this show, and I don't know why I had to throw a little uh, little stab at him. And I feel I do feel bad because I do like Dax. Uh, I'm not a fan of the show. Not a fan of mini podcasts anymore. And it just dropped off after it got popular. Uh, and then they bought Gimlet. And so video podcasting has been a very big part of podcasting for I you know for the past maybe five years. If podcasting has been popular since 2000, or not popular. Excuse me. Podcasting has been around since like 2006 with Never Not Funny and the shows that came like that uh, with it. And then in 2000, when, when did um, uh, Serial, I was going to call it Murder. When when Serial came out in uh, 2012 or 13, something like that, let's say, I'd say videos started getting popular a little bit after that. I don't know why I'm moving my head like Stevie Wonder. But <laughs> Watch the video. Speaking of which, I'm doing video. I do video as well. Um, and so now, I think really the only big video podcast uh, was Joe Rogan, or is Joe Rogan, rather. And then, you know, moving him from uh, um, from YouTube and like having him be an exclusive podcast is, it is getting dark outside. <laughs> it has gone, my screen has gone from bright to dark, uh, or the light behind me. So having him go from... I th- I don't know if his if uh, his YouTube channel still posts video links. I could I I think they do maybe, and I don't know if you can I, you could probably watch. Uh, I re- I'm not going to check, but you could probably watch videos of Joe Rogan Jorgen's show on uh, on Spotify. So they're slowly opening this up to everybody else. They've been on this huge push of everybody could do podcasting. That's why they bought Anchor, and uh, soon you're going to be using Anchor, the audio publishing platform to distribute videos directly onto Spotify. Apple has been supporting uh, video podcasts since 2005. I I think, you know, it's, I subscribe, I have uh, Never Not Funny, 
And I, uh, I subscribed to another show called um, The Teacher's Lounge, and both of which I paid for. Uh, and, you know, I'm never, I never find myself wanting to just uh, watch the videos, <laughs> which the only time I watch the videos is, is if I have this, like, specific need. But the option is there, and that's good, and that's the point. I don't think, you know, people, you know, they treat these as uh, TV shows, which, you know, good for you, but I have no interest in doing that. I don't want to, because it, also, it's a lot of space on your phone. <laughs> like 500 megabytes? Come on. You know how, you know how many uh, uh, playlists I could have in that span? I don't know. So video with video podcasts, uh, Spotify says fans can get to know their favorite podcast hosts even better and creators that can connect with an audience in a much deeper way. Yeah, creators will also be able soon to be able to monetize Spotify video podcasts via the company's podcast subscriptions feature by making vodcasts, Jesus Christ, available exclusively to paying members. (laughs) In addition, podcast, but remember, but remember with that, that if you have if you do something like the uh the in Spotify subscription paid model or the in uh Apple podcast subscription yes it's easier and yes it's a surefire way to just get the subscribers immediately but you have to pay them a percentage of money which i would rather you know go to a, a professional company that does things like 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 um i use pinecast and i can throw out bonus content or you know what have you? I don't think they do video, but I can do bonus content and stuff like that. Or I can make it. I can make episodes that are that were released before this uh, paid only. I'd rather give them the money than give it to Apple or Spotify, because then you're just cutting out a segment of the audience, and obviously a, a, a majority of your listeners come from just listening, just Apple people, just going, okay, I, I I'll listen to an Apple podcast, but you know, where's Android exists too. Speaking of which, I got crapped on because I have an Android phone and we we're trying to take pictures and people were like, oh, Android sucks. Oh, Android sucks. Android's great. Android's wonderful. I love Android. And they took the pictures on portrait mode, so that's why it was slow. <laughs> hey, let's keep continuing. Keep continuing. These next two are about Netflix and um, I think they're the same story, but um, yeah. First one's up from uh, Rick Porter over at the Hollywood Reporter. Rick Porter at Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> I'm sure he's dealt with that. Netflix, hey, so far I've not gotten a work notification, so I'm sitting on cloud nine. <laughs> Netflix to change how it measures a title's viewers post Squid Game. So we know that Squid Game is the most popular show. And you know what? This is the, this is what I hate. This is what I hate about these hyperbolistic uh, and I'm not being I'm not being hyperbolic right now. I hate this. I do not like this. I do I hate it a lot. Um, when like I just watched a review for the uh, Google Pixel Six Pro, uh, and someone said this is the best uh, f- uh, Android phone you can get now. And then for the before that the Apple 13 Max Pro Max review. This is the best iPhone ever. You you know. But then a year ago, a year ago. You know, they said the same thing about the iPhone 12. <laughs> same thing about the Galaxy S21 Ultra. The same, you know, and it's just like, come on, we got to stop saying this. And so when Netflix says this is our most successful show, yeah, obviously. 
Stranger Things was your most successful show. And then, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to make up a show. I don't think Lock and Key was. But Lock and Key was your most successful show. And then now this. So stop. Stop it with the... Uh, I hate that. Like when, and then like when you're watching sports and, uh, and, and, and you know, LeBron... Like, like uh, yesterday was uh, Tom Brady's 600 touchdown. You know, I just I hate it when they when they're like, "This is Tom Brady's only one uh, Monday night football games when they're the third Monday of October, and he's playing with his left shoes dipped in red paint." You know, it's just I hate that. I hate that. So stupid. Don't have a conversation. Just it's like when I'm watching the news, uh, or like I'm watching like morning news shows, and the, and they do like a serious story, and they go, and then sixteen babies were murdered. Uh, in the middle of a bowling alley. And then the next story is, up next, this video went viral on TikTok. I hate that. That's so stupid. And I worked in the news, and I hated that. <laughs> I hated that they did that. And I hated having to you know pitch stories like that. So it's it's inane. And I'm not saying everything has to be dour, cause, but look at look at PBS NewsHour. If everything was PBS NewsHour, we would be living on cloud. Everybody would be so smart. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm smart because I watch it, but I'm saying the world would be much better off. All right. So Netflix is changing the way it releases. Uh, it talks about its data. So we we typically Netflix never releases data unless it's they're trying to um, uh, bolster their quarterly reports, um, which typically they gain subscribers. But uh, a lot of the time in the past couple of years, They've been not hitting their targets. So in order to make those reports not seem as bad as they uh, seem to be for, you know, for investors sake, so that investors still uh, give more money to Netflix than and creditors too. then uh, Netflix will release, you know, uh, metrics and say we made had the biggest premiere of a show on Tuesdays more than anything that we've ever put out. And they'll put in like vague numbers, like upwards of 20 million people watch the first 40 seconds, <laughs> which is something they really do do. Like they'll say, like for uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, horrible, 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 horrible special that just came out, uh, which is, I think, the worst stand-up special I've ever seen. It wasn't even stand-up. It was just hate speech for 72 minutes. Uh, God, it was so bad. Um, but he, but they said like the... Uh, it was a most watched special and like, you know, so many million odd people watched the first four minutes or something like that. And insane. So Netflix, uh, says it will report total hours viewed within 28 days of release rather than two minute view metrics. It's used for the past couple of years. So they're hopefully getting away of that two minute thing, getting away from that. And I think that's going to add, that's going to have more realistic numbers if you get away from the two-minute thing. It'll also, quote, more regularly release hours viewed counts. Hours viewed counts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, So the members of the industry, members and the industry can better measure success in the streaming world. So, I mean, I guess it seems like they were admitting to, uh, speaking of Tom Brady, uh, inflating their (laughs) view count. I'm full of references from three to four years ago. The company switched to a two-minute standard with the fourth quarter of 2019. Prior to that, it counted any member account that completed 70% of a movie or 70% of a single TV series episode as a view, which I think is a better measurement than 
than what they're going to do now. Because 70% of a movie, you watch the whole thing. There's so many movies that I have stopped on streaming services uh, that I've or fallen asleep during and uh, I've gone back to rewind those parts and pause at the exact moment I, I remember last. And uh, like the movie Freaky, I fell asleep, I was watching it and uh, fell asleep. And I don't remember the last 30 minutes, uh, but I'll watch it before it leaves HBO Max. 70% is a, is a much better metric than whatever they're about to do. Oh, I just got a reminder to do the Constitutionals. I'm doing it right now. This is which comes on the heels of Bloomberg Report last week. That featured two weeks ago. That featured more detailed viewing and financial data than Netflix usually shares for individual titles. Those are leaked, they think, by somebody at the company. Internal documents cited. If you don't know that story, please uh, go read upon it. <laughs> or watch the news. And don't watch the special. Internal documents cited in the story say Squid Game could create nearly $900 million in value for the company despite costing only $21.4 million to produce, and that two-thirds of the Netflix users who started the series finished it within 23 days. Netflix says the series racked up 142 million views over the first 28 days of release. See, that's so good. Like that, that sounds uh, more complete than saying uh, 200 million of our subscribers watched the first three minutes of two episodes, smashing all previous records at the streamer. The previous high for any title was 99 million for the Chris Hemsworth action movie Extraction. Among series, it was 82 million for Bridgerton. That's 142 million is two thirds of the 213.56 million global subscribers so that means that that show did really well the company also cited uh returning series money heist had 69 million views sex education had 55 million made had 60 is projected at 67 i think these numbers are only going to get uh better as they get more talent and as they get better at advertising i still think that they're not really good at advertising there's a show called uh, inside job, which I didn't know existed until a couple of weeks ago, I loaded up the app and I was sometimes look at the trailers and I saw it sitting there and I, and I went, oh, that's that's an interesting show and I didn't know when it came out because um, you have to sit they, they they don't tell the date until the end of the trailer and I'm not going to sit there and watch two minutes on my phone and then uh, and Maya and the three, which I'm excited I want I want to see I like a good animated kid show. Uh, and and that tells us a, a, a decent story, and that looks like one of them. God, it's gotten so dark outside. It's four. Okay, so let's see what this next article is about, because I kind of just added to it. Uh, this comes from Variety, written by Cynthia Littleton. Netflix to reveal more viewership data as a streamer changes plans. Blah 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 blah. Okay, so sh- this person has more quotes. Look at that. Did not uh, put a gender on that. Look, I'm learning. We're all learning. (laughs) So Bridgerton, oh, we do have more numbers. Bridgerton hit uh, 625 million hours of viewing across the platform in its first month. Wow. Man. 625. When you put in hours, that's the... This comes from uh, the CEOs wrote in this uh, paper that they sent out. (laughs) 
We think engagement, as measured by hours, viewed as slightly better indicators for the overall success of our titles and member satisfaction. It also matches how outside services measure TV viewing and gives proper credit to rewatching. Uh, that is, yes, proper credit to rewatching is very important. Um, and also uh, considering how what people say on Twitter and Instagram and like on social media in general when they use hashtags and stuff like that. Uh, it makes sense that they're going for the hours thing. Because uh, Nielsen, as we have been talking about, and as I'm gearing up for the final story of new this week, this year's news time, um, uh, it is it's about Nielsen ratings and how everybody just kind of want all the networks and studios just want to leave that system or start another system. And we've got companies like Viacom, CBS, uh, uh, about to jump in on different companies because Nielsen is is much harder to 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 track. The Nielsen, oh, excuse me, the letter cited Nielsen's estimate that Netflix accounted for about 6% of total TV watching time in the U.S. in September, compared to 6% for YouTube, 3% for Hulu, 1% for Disney+, and 9% for a group dubbed, quote, other streaming. <laughs> that is the title of this episode. <laughs> other streaming. That is so disrespectful. You know, I like it when... Like uh, Xbox or PlayStation will release the PS5, and then Microsoft will send out a tweet via Xbox. Congratulations, PlayStation, on the uh, on releasing PS5. Uh, you know, we hope you know you're doing. You, we hope you're doing well, or something like that. <laughs> Just like some <laughs> some some uh, toxic relationship stuff. Uh, same thing. They'll do the same thing for Nintendo. Nintendo will do the same thing for uh, Microsoft. Don't think Sony does it for Xbox <laughs> or my PlayStation does it for Xbox. Um, but I like who this. Everybody offers different things. Just I like look. I I watch three to four shows on uh, or reluctantly one <laughs> on uh, on uh, Apple TV Plus. The reluctant one is um, Central Park. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Uh, but Foundation, you know, I have an invasion up in the hopper, and then obviously uh, Ted Lasso. I was gonna say uh, <laughs> Jed. Jed something I was gonna say Ted Lasso I forgot his name for a second uh, which I still have not finished who cares no it's there's other streaming to watch <laughs> other streaming so disrespectful but I I believe it was Keylar or Stanky or somebody I, I I think it was somebody who works at HBO Max one of the big wigs that said um uh uh we want to be supplemental to to Netflix we're not looking to beat them. But that was when HBO Max launched. I don't think they're thinking that way now. Uh, we don't. I mean, anyway, there's different shows. You know, Apple TV offers Apple TV Plus offers something um, more grandiose and broad than what Hulu offers, and 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 uh, Disney offers a lot more child centric stuff than what um, uh, I don't know. What other streaming uh, Paramount Plus offers? So, whatever. So yeah, there you go. You can uh, read up on these reports. You can see these numbers in action. Um, again, if you want to see me talk to Christian Finnegan, which I hope you should, you can head to the website, cpluscomedy.com. Also, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. You can see me sit down with him face to face over a camera. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. I, I've seen him. I saw him on Comedy Central Presents and... Yeah, I'm just excited. I just had a burp that tasted like an apple. 
<laughs> you can also listen to that um, that interview on this podcast feed, this RSS feed. So if that toots your horn. Audio versions get a very special introduction done by me because I don't just post interviews. I lead up to them. I make them a whole experience, baby. And what else? What else? What else? What else? <laughs> YouTube.com slash people's comedy to see a video version of the show because who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to see me sitting in a Hawaiian shirt? One ear ready to see what's going on on my laptop. And I know what I just said. My ear is seeing what's going on on the laptop. I just want to hear notifications. Also on YouTube.com slash People's Comedy, you can see a video show called News Time, which is a weekly news series where I take a story and I run with it, baby. Uh, what, was la- what was the last episode I did? Something. Oh, it was the NHL. NHL is on TV. Uh, they have a new contract with TNT with Warner rather and with uh, Disney instead of uh, they're typically with NBC for 14 years for a couple years so uh, about almost two decades sounds like but now they're back with uh, Disney and Warner has joined in and they're going to be able to see speaking of sports streaming sports streaming on ESPN plus you're going to be excuse me you're going to be able to see NHL games streaming on ESPN plus uh, soon enough, HBO Max, as well as NBA, uh, excuse me, on TNT, NHL and TNT, and on ESPN and ABC. So, there you go. Twitter, Instagram, at Seaples Comedy. Me on Twitter and Instagram, at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about this show. Thank you so much for listening. I was about to press stop recording. <laughs> But now I'll just play the outro. Goodbye.